I was buzzing for the next session. I just could not wait for it to happen because you're meeting the people. They're all dealing with all these illnesses. It starts off with laughter, joking, and then they get down to the serious stuff. And even during the serious stuff, you're talking about it and you're laughing and you're saying, well, did you do this? Can you do that? It's an amazing experience and I, I would recommend it to anyone and have done so. Hello and welcome to HSE Talking Health and Wellbeing. My name is Eamon Kyo. Today we're talking about the HSE Living Well program. Joining me today are Tommy, a participant in the program, Liz Cox, a Living Well leader and a former participant of the program, and last but not least, Mary Going, a HSE self-management support coordinator for long-term health conditions. Mary, can I start with you? Could you briefly tell us what Living Well is about? Eamon, thank you so much for having us on this podcast today. We're delighted to let you know about the Living Well programme. The programme is a free HSE group self-management programme for adults aged 18 and older who live with a long-term, also known as a chronic health condition. The programme supports people to develop the skills and confidence to live well with their health condition. It's delivered in person or online over six weeks. And Mary, when you say long-term health condition, would you mind just telling us a bit more about what what they are? So a long-term health condition or chronic health condition is one that can be treated and managed, but usually not cured. And examples include asthma, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, diabetes, heart conditions, multiple sclerosis, and many other neurological conditions and other long-term health conditions. Being diagnosed with a long-term health condition usually has an impact on a person's life and they may experience symptoms such as pain, poor sleep, fatigue, disability, low mood and depression. And the challenge is to live as well as possible, given the difficulties that a person with a long-term health condition can face. And this is where self-management comes in. Mary, what does self-management mean? So self-management are the tasks that an individual with a long-term health condition must undertake daily to live with the condition. It's about monitoring signs and symptoms. For example, if you've got diabetes, you may be monitoring your blood glucose levels. Or if you've got asthma, you may be monitoring your peak flow levels. And then it's knowing when to seek for help and from whom to seek that help. It's about remembering to take your medication at the correct dose and at the correct time and adjusting it if it's appropriate. But it doesn't happen alone. You're not going it alone. You're doing it in partnership with your healthcare team. Okay, Tommy, I might come to you next. You're a former participant in the programme. I am indeed, yes. Would you mind telling us a little bit about your long-term condition? No problem. First of all, I'd like to thank you for having me in here today. I got a disease called HSP, which is hereditary spastic paraplegia. It's a wasting of the lower muscles and nerve system. And I had this disease for six years and then I finally had to give up work after a fall in my home and I discovered that I needed to go in and get this into the neurology clinic to get this sorted out. So I went in and they told me what I had and I came home and I was devastated for the first six months. That must have been really hard. It was. It was. It was really hard. Yeah. How about your family as well? Well, my two brothers, they discovered, have that as well, because um, one lives down in Cork and he goes to the Cork Hospital. My other brother lives out in Dunabate and he goes to the Bowmount Hospital. 
But I've been in St. Vincent's Hospital and they've done all the tests on me. And uh, myself and the two brothers, we exchanged notes and the whole, and we made it possible that the people that are looking after us will share the notes. So yeah. there's no problem with yeah. that, you know. And w- when you got that news initially, how do you process that? It's so hard because you don't expect, you know, you're flying around all your life, walking, not a bother on you. And then all of a sudden, you can't do anything. And I was really, really in a bad place. I didn't want to do anything. Didn't want to talk to anyone. Didn't want to have anything at all to do. Just sit down in a corner. And it was just horrible. Yeah. And who did you talk to or how well, did you deal with that? What happened was I was doing physio with the physiotherapist up in Dorky. And she recommended living well. And to be honest, I was saying, oh, I won't be interested. What would I do? But anyhow, my wife persuaded me to, to ring the girl and she was lovely and she explained it all to me. So I went online because it was during the, the COVID period and went online and, well, what a difference it made. I mean, I was talking to people that had worse conditions than I had. Yeah. And they were dealing with it. And it was so incredible just to see these people like all different ages from all different parts of the the country yeah and uh i got a confidence then by just meeting the people Mm. you know that was the start Mm. of it anyway Mm. like you know and liz would that be common you know in terms of people signing up for the program or hearing about the program and where would they where would they generally um find out about living well well living well most people would actually possibly hear about it from GPs or public health nurses or physiotherapists. So there's a range of um, medical professionals that would have knowledge of the program. But you might also hear about it through support groups or it could be posted in pharmacies, you know, around town. So there's all different ways that people would hear about it. Right. Okay. And Mary, would you like to add anything to that? Yeah, so people can self-refer to the programme as well as be signposted to the programme by their healthcare professionals. So we are trying to build it into the pathways of care for for a variety of conditions. Yeah. But people find out of it through a number of avenues, as Liz has mentioned, through their healthcare professional, through voluntary organisations, through posters, through presentations, through active retirement groups. You know, people can self-refer to the programme. Okay. And when you say self-refer, how does somebody go about doing that? So people find out about the programme, as I said, through posters. But they can find out more information if they go to hse.ie forward slash livingwell, which is yeah. our web page. Yeah. And on that web page, they'll find out the list of the coordinators who are delivering the programs in their areas. So if they give the coordinator a call, the coordinator will give them information about the program and enroll them on the program if they are suitable. And Tommy, just getting back to you. So you signed up for the program. And how did you feel initially when you when you started the program? To be honest with you, I was scared stiff. Yeah. Because for most of my life working, I was always meeting people. And like I did a bit on the computers and the whole lot. But actually sit down in front of a laptop, it it was, I was so scared. And I'd never felt like that before. Yeah. You know, never. Yeah. But you stuck with it. Well, to be honest with you, the people were so welcoming to it. I just, I just sat there and all of a sudden you relax like because there's other people 
I know they're not in the room, but it feels like they're in the room with you. And the, the leaders were fantastic. I mean, they just, they ask you questions, but it's not like drilling into you to find out really all, everything. It's, it's just to know how you're feeling, how you're getting on, what do you do today and the whole lot. And it was just mind-blowing to meet these people. And again, as I said earlier, to see so many people with so many different illnesses or injuries or whatever, and they were so positive. They were just so positive. That's one of the first things I got out of the whole lot was positivity. I really am so positive now that I, I don't look back. That's you know? great. Yeah. And and you just mentioned there about what you got out of it. What other things do you think, you know, did well, the program help with? Well, I tell you, they, they during, the, I, mean, I don't know whether I'm describing this right or not, but they give you a list of activities for six weeks that yeah. you do. And in it, there's a thing called Toolbox, Self-Management Toolbox. And that was just, it's, you know, it's physical activity, which I'd gone off the boil completely. We used to do exercises some days and that got me back into talk, thinking about going for walks and going to the gym and then getting out and meeting people. Of course, you couldn't do much of that during the COVID. So yeah. it was just that. But the toolbox, I mean, problem solving, medication. I mm. mean, okay, just looking at my medication, I had a problem that I take 17 or 18 tablets a day. And the problem was that I just get up in the morning, take them out of the box, take what I had to take and put them away. And then after going to the, the self-management toolbox, it was about medication and how you use it during the day. And I got a little box that was had Monday to Sunday on it. And you put the tablets that you take in the morning time in it and you put them in the, in the evening time. And what the result is that you have your tablets there seven days a week. And if you want, you know, you get up in the morning time now, I put the tablets in a little box, take them, and then I'm through with it. And then there was other things like, you know, physical activity, getting out, walking. That was, you know, years ago, I used to think, ah, walking, it's all right. You know, I'll do a bit now and again. Now I walk as much as I can. And I just love it. And it's just being positive. That is the main thing about it all, being positive and looking and sharing your problems or your aches and pains, for want of a better word, with other people. It's just, and this Living Well program has really done it for me. Liz, I might come to you. You're a former participant in the program as well, and now you're a Living Well leader. Could you tell us what a Living Well leader does? So a Living Well leader facilitates the program for 12 to 15 participants, if it's a face-to-face program or 10 to 12 participants if it's an online program. And it really is just facilitating because a lot of the information comes from within the group. The program is extremely well designed with activities uh, laid out, leading naturally one to the other. But it's also quite an interactive program in that there's an awful lot of wisdom in the room when you have a group of people who are living with long-term health conditions. And so that wisdom is shared among the participants in a really nice, friendly way. Yeah, very good. And you said it's structured. So could you give us some examples of the type of things that you cover in the six weeks? It is quite structured. I suppose just to tell you a little bit about the program, it really is all about teaching people about what's called the symptom cycle. And the symptom cycle is 
a range of symptoms such as fatigue, pain, poor sleep, even shortness of breath, physical limitations, low mood and depression, and even difficult emotions. And these symptoms can often contribute to each other. So it can become a vicious cycle. And the program itself then introduces to the participants what's called the self-management toolbox. And this is a range of mechanisms and skills that people can work on over the course of the six weeks program to help break the symptom cycle so that people can, and once you break the symptom cycle, the symptoms lessen and interact less with each other and people are feeling better. I see. And was that your experience, Tommy, just, you know, going back to that symptom Most cycle? Definitely. definitely. So positive, the attitude on it. And like you go from physical activity to even your sleep pattern. And we went through everything on the course. As I said, it was all done online and they went through everything. And it's just fantastic. Yeah, very good. Liz, just, I suppose, talking about that journey that people go through. I mean, Tommy described it there about, you know, being nervous logging on initially but i suppose in your experience when people actually make the call or the decision to join how have you found you know them progressing through the course well it's a complete range of people that join the program i mean the program is designed for anybody 18 and above living yeah. with a long-term health yeah. condition so there's a broad range of people very diverse mix of people and it's interesting because i speak to potential participants to discuss the program, you know, just to make sure that the program is what they want to do, because it's really all about the participant. And some people are extremely nervous and don't know that this maybe will work for them. And some people know exactly that this will make a difference to them. And so it's all about helping them to understand what the program is about and on the first day, it's really interesting because when you have a, a bunch of 12 to 15 participants in, in a room, some people are very nervous and other people aren't so nervous. But it's such a well-designed program, people become very comfortable very quickly with each other. And it's my experience in the programs that I have led is that the even after the first session, people have already become comfortable with each other and are willing to share experiences and coping mechanisms with each other. I see. You sound very passionate when you talk about the program um, and, and even just describing their journey. Why did you decide to become a leader after, I suppose, going through that program yourself? Well, I suppose my background, just to explain, is that I work for the HSE, but I joined a Living Well team in the Midwest January 2022. And as part of my job, I was supporting the program. But as part of my job, obviously, I had to become familiar with the program itself. And I did a lot of reading on the research um, that went into the program. And my curiosity was piqued because I myself am living with a long-term health condition. And I thought maybe the program might suit me. So I attended a program in February of 2022. And I can quite honestly say I really enjoyed the program, which is a very pleasant surprise because it's a serious topic living with a long-term health condition yeah but it was so enjoyable we had a lot of laughs while dealing with all of these 
quite serious issues and learning the skills to manage well with the with yeah. these conditions. So I looked forward to it every week. The time flew by and I was really sad because I felt that I had bonded with the people on the program. Yeah. And after I was back in my office, I decided that it was something I'd like to do. So I decided to become a leader for the program. Very good. And Tommy, sorry, just on that bonding point or, you know, just just I suppose to talk about that for a minute with you, you know, did you find you got closer to people as, oh, it, as it went on? Most definitely, you know. I know you're sitting in front of a laptop and you're talking to people different areas in the whole lot. But after the first session, you find, I, I mean, I was buzzing for the next session. I just could not wait for it to happen because you're meeting the people. They're all dealing with all these illnesses. And yet they're talking, you know, it starts off with laughter, joking, and then they get down to the serious stuff. And even during the serious stuff, you're talking about it. And you're laughing and you're saying, well, did you do this? Can you do that? You know, it, it, it definitely is like the, how will I say, dealing with the whole thing is just, it's an amazing experience. And I, I would recommend it to anyone and have done so, you know, and would keep doing it because it brings you out of yourself as well, that you can deal with your own illnesses when you see other people are dealing with what they have. And to be honest with you, some of their illnesses I'd never even heard of. Yeah. And they're dealing with them. And so, yeah, keep going. Yeah. And Mary, we talked a lot about Tommy and Liz have talked about the structure of the program and, you know, how effective it is. You know, I presume that's not by chance. A lot of work has gone into the design of the program. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? So the Chronic Disease Self-Management Program was developed in Stanford University in the 1990s. The program has been delivered in Ireland under a variety of names and through a variety of organisations for many years. But in 2019, six community healthcare organisations applied for funding from Sloan to Care and were successful in their application. So the programme has been running out under the brand name of Living Well since then. So with the onset of COVID-19, we couldn't deliver it as it was designed to be delivered in community centres. So we adapted it for online delivery and that was very successful. But as restrictions have eased, we're now returning to in-person delivery, while at the same time continuing with the online version, given its success. Can I ask you, Mary, mm. is it the same? You're saying it's adapted, but I presume it's the same program for face to face or if you're doing it online. It's the same program, but it's delivered via an online platform. So the program is delivered for two and a half hours a week over six weeks. With the online version, there is an additional session zero, and we do that to make sure that people can get online and are happy to be uh, online. Two trained leaders deliver the programme, and at least one of them has a long-term health condition themselves. So they deliver the programme from the perspective of somebody who knows the challenges and understands the difficulties of living with a long-term health condition. I think it's really important that, you know, having a another leader who's been through the program, it, it's nearly like they're walking in the person's shoes. So they really understand what the person is going through. And the research has shown that people, you know, really value the fact that leaders live with the long term health condition themselves. Not only are they talking the talk, they walk the walk. They know what it's like to live with pain or illness yeah. or disability. And that's a really important aspect of the program. Yeah. Can I ask about the any evaluation that has been done about the programme? So the programme was evaluated independently by Trinity College in Dublin. 
And the results of the, the evaluation show that there were significant increases in participants' quality of life, in their exercise levels, in their confidence to manage or self-manage their health, and in their confidence to engage with other digital health programs. There was also an increased awareness of other supports available to help them manage their conditions because the programme uses a resource table to sign people to community-wide and wide assistance support, such as social prescribing, voluntary organisations, peer support groups, etc. There were also significant decreases in participants' levels of anxiety and depression, how the illness interfered with their social life and their social role and also their employment role. And has there been any impact to the health service? So, yes, there were benefits to the health service as well. There was a 35% decrease in GP attendance. And because we know the programme helps them to develop practical skills and confidence so they can manage their health better, they're less likely to go to their GP for symptoms management. People told us that the programme gave them the opportunity to support and learn to manage their condition very well and stay active and live well. It helped them to focus on managing their pain medication properly. It helped them to stay in control of their illness, having learned the self-management tools over the six weeks of the programme. Very good. And Liz, you know, I suppose going back to you on this for a second, do you find that it helps you really understand, you know, where people are coming from? Well, it certainly has helped me in that I understand exactly where they're coming from in that you know, I've experienced the same symptoms. I've had the same concerns in my yeah. life. Yeah. And so to be able to be, to be able to share that information with people and to see people sharing with each other is, is really very, very helpful. I think it is important to note that at least one of the facilitators is living with a long-term health condition. And that connection is actually really very valuable yeah. in the program. And Mary, sorry, you want to come back there? Just to say that people with different conditions come to the programme. It's people, it could be people with a stroke, it could be somebody with COPD, chronic mm. obstructive pulmonary disease, it could be people living with asthma or, or any of the other long-term health conditions. But we know that no matter what long-term health condition a person has, the symptoms they experience and the challenges they face are the same. And they use the toolbox then to support them to develop the self-management skills to improve their quality of life and live healthily. And Tommy, how did you find the leaders when you were doing the, the programme? have to say they were so positive in their attitude and how they explain things to you and like I do know one of the, the leaders had some long term illness and the other person was just there but uh, no it's the positivity that they brought across to you and like you realise you're not the only one there are people in worse places and the, the leaders give you that guidance and give you that sort of how to cope I know you coped yourself, but they give you the actual idea of how to cope with it. Yeah. Very yeah. positive. Yeah. Liz, one of the points that I, that really keep resonating with me is around the coping skills that Tommy mentioned. In the program, there seems to be a lot of practical tips around how to cope with your long-term illness. Things like the pillbox that, that Tommy mentioned before. Could you talk to us a bit more about those? Yeah, so I mentioned earlier about the symptom cycle and we talked briefly about the what's called the, the self-management toolbox. And this is a toolbox that's used to break that symptom cycle. 
I suppose over the course of the six weeks, we learned three really important self-management tools. And the first of which is action planning, which helps people to focus on setting achievable goals for themselves. So something that they want to do for themselves. And they have, there have been studies and they know that it does lead to more positive and happier life. We also learn about decision making and problem solving. And these are both skills that are particularly challenging in times of uncertainty, which is often the case with people living with long-term health conditions. But we also learn about other tools, such as the different types of uh, physical activity, you know, strengthening, flexibility and aerobic exercise. And again, this is all to the person's own ability, you know, nothing too, too much for people. We also learn about coping with difficult emotions, improving communication skills, and this could be around family, friends, but also with healthcare providers. So uh, as in talking to your healthcare professional? Yes, is yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. And family. I mean, it's really important when you're living with a long-term health condition, sometimes your communication breaks down. So there is a lovely piece within the program about that. Yeah. And um, just yeah, communicating. Yeah. Actually, I see Tommy nodding his head there. <laughs> Just to ask you about that, I mean, that must have been hard just to talk to your family about your condition. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. I was thinking about it and um, dealing with it and having to discuss it with your family. It's a very hard thing because, I mean, I have three, I'll say they're kids, they're not kids anymore, they're grown up adults. But trying to explain to them that you have this physical disability and that they could catch it. Like, it's very hard, but they were very supportive and the wife has been so supportive in it. And just doing like the toolbox, as Liz mentioned there, one of the biggest things that I found when I got going was decision making, because I hadn't made decisions in months. And then one of the things I got out of it was keeping a diary. Right. Like for my sort of health appointments, like with the doctors and the physio you know, things that you want to do and then getting out more to meet people. Like you can, it was like going back to work again, writing down, have a meeting at 10 o'clock. It might be only for a cup of coffee, but all that type of stuff and understanding your emotions. Yeah. And then the, the final thing was the communication skills, because when you're dealing with people and people ask you about your, your illness at the start, I was didn't want to tell anyone I was, I'm grand, don't be, but sitting around as I said, the table with the people and, and you, you realize they're telling you what their ailments are and how they're coping with. It. And you learn to tell. So if people ask me now, oh, did you get your hip done? I to tell them straight out, no, I got HSP. And they look at you. Yeah. And you say hereditary spastic paraplegia. Yeah. And it's not that you're looking for sympathy or anything like that. You're just telling them how you feel. And that's it. And the program helped you to, oh. to, to get that confidence to talk about. Definitely. Yeah. You know, you, you, what you call it, I think I said it before as well, that you're, there's people sitting around in all parts of Ireland and they have so many problems. Like, you know, they, they could be living in an area in the country that's away from everyone and everything. And to hear these people saying that they get up and they go for a walk or they go and meet a friend for a coffee or they, you know, they bring their dog for a walk. Whatever it would be. And just, you know, it's it's just so, po- I know I'll keep saying this till the day I die. <laughs> it's so positive. It really is so positive. Very good. And Liz, do you want to add to that? 
Yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to say that there were a couple of other tools that we learned in the yeah. program and talk a little bit about brainstorming. Okay. So the other tools in the toolkit include managing your medications, which is a really important thing for people living with long-term health conditions. There's also a lovely piece around breathing techniques, which is very calming, and we learned to do it together, which is very nice. And then there's using your mind skills that we do over the course of the program such as a relaxation body scan and guided imagery. And people learn how to, with practice, incorporate them into their daily habits. And it does make a big difference to people. But I, I'd also like to talk a little bit about brainstorming because brainstorming is a, is a fantastic tool within the, used within the program. It's an opportunity for people to, you know, we, we pose a question to the group and people share their ideas. So it could be around coping with sleep, poor sleep, dealing with difficult emotions or, you know, maybe shortness of breath or ma even managing pain. Yeah. And it's an opportunity for the participants to share how they cope with it. And people pick up ideas, you yeah. know, which is, yeah. which is really supportive for people. And do you, when you talk about brainstorming, is it guided by the group? Well, it's a question that's posed yeah. um, by yeah. the leader. Okay. And we always write these down and then we take ideas from the group. And every idea is good. Every idea is, is put up on the board. Yeah. And people take what they want okay. from it. Can I just say that um, just from my perspective, having attended a program and also as a leader of the program, the peer support aspect of the program is can't be measured. It's it's absolutely huge to be in the room sharing your story with people who are going through similar situations. And there are bonds formed between people. And when the program is over, oftentimes people stay in touch, maybe via WhatsApp groups as a group or yeah. maybe as individuals. And then sometimes you, they don't stay in touch and that's okay mm -hmm. too. And are you still in touch with people that you? I am from my original group. program. Really? Yeah. We still have a yeah. WhatsApp group going, and yeah. it's it's lovely. Yeah, to be a part of it, and they're all over the country, and I, I love being a part. Yeah, Tommy, for yourself, did you find that you did you keep in touch with anybody or not yeah. really? Um, the lady, uh, Triona McNamee, I kept in touch with her a bit. Yeah. But no, I, I went back and, and started meeting with people that I hadn't seen in a long time and, you know, getting out socialising, like, you know, meeting for coffees and all that. I suppose I would have liked to keep in touch with them, mm. but, you know. Yeah, it sounds like, though, it gave you the confidence to go out and, and oh. I suppose, you know, reconnect with other people Definitely. and, and Definitely. Talk, like, talk to them. Basically going and meeting the people that I hadn't seen in a while. And these people knew I had an ailment so you didn't mind talking about it and the whole lot so it was grand and I I, I have one very good friend Miles is his first yeah. name he, he, yeah. he has been super meeting up and keeping in contact and of course my wife has been so supportive she's been brilliant and the family so no you know I've kept going yeah <laughs> very good Tommy did your doctor see any difference in yeah my doctors in my my Personal doctor, Dr. Marmion, he's our GP. He's been fantastic and keeping an eye on me and checking up. And also the doctors in St. Vincent's Hospital, Professor McGuigan and Professor Tuberty, they were so positive in all their attitudes and like they pass on the information. They know everything that's going on. And they've said that my, my, 
walking has improved a bit and again my attitude is is great that i keep mm. doing the gym and the whole lot so yeah very and good did you find the program helped you talk to doctors and and you know your consultants yeah well because basically they, they I told them that I'd gone to the Living Well program and they asked me what it was like. Yeah. And I said, it was very positive and that I can discuss things with you. And then when I had to go and get these blood tests, they told me I have to discuss it with my family. And like, immediately because of, well, I'll put it down to the Living Well program, I made the decision. I want to know what's coming. Like they tell you they, they can, from these genes tests, you can have, they could discover cancer. They could discover, you know, diabetes, which I have, they, all that type of stuff. And it gave me the confidence to actually say, I want to get it done. And I spoke to the wife and she said, well, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. And they told me also that I need to speak to my kids. So two of them are in Australia. I rang them and my daughter lives with us, I told her. And they all said, well, Dad, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. So, you know, I can discuss it. I don't feel embarrassed about it where I used to feel before. I can speak openly about it. And if a person asks me a question, I'll tell them. Very good. So, Mary, Tommy was talking about having a conversation with uh, the doctor the, and the consultant about living well. The healthcare professional is, is a really important avenue, you know, or signpost to this programme. That's right. So participants have a, a number of ways of enrolling on the programme. But we know that if a healthcare professional signposts a person to a programme or a service, they're more likely to take part in it. So it's really important for healthcare professionals to be aware of the programme and to signpost their patients who live with long term health conditions to it. And they can find out information about it on hse.ie forward slash living well. We are, you know, hoping to build it into the pathways of care for long term health conditions. And, you know, it is, you know, really important that healthcare professionals know about it. And what's next for the programme, Mary? So the programme has been mainstreamed in the six community health organisations that received funding. It's also delivered in other areas with local funding. So details of upcoming programmes are available on the webpage, hse.ie forward slash livingwell, where people can contact their local coordinator or the coordinator in the area nearest where they live to find out about the programme and to enrol onto it. And you were saying it's delivered both on a face-to-face or online? It is delivered in both online and face-to-face now. We are just starting to go back to face-to-face, but we will continue with the online delivery given its success. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if, if someone isn't in a particular county or area, I presume they could sign up online. And, Absolutely. And it, yeah, because you know, it's online, you know, we've had people on our program from Donegal and, and Cork and different parts of the country, and we're based in Dublin. But because mm-hmm. it's online, people can join from outside the area where the program is uh, being delivered. Can I ask, Tommy, how did you find it being online? Excellent. It was very... <laughs> You felt like you were sitting in the room with the people mm. and able to give your opinion, you know, and, and talk away. And it was so helpful, really was. So online. And it's convenient, I presume, as yeah. well, as that you can. Yeah, you're at home, have a you're in tea. your own space. <laughs> can't have a cup of tea <laughs> or coffee. No, you have your own space, yet you're with the other people. So it, it is good. It is good. And, and as uh, I would have loved to be able to go to 
they are all meeting together because the, the people I'd met on the, the system were, were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Liz, do you, you deliver it both face-to-face and online? I deliver it face-to-face. Face-to-face. Yeah, but I probably will be doing it online as well. Yeah. And we have done it in the past in our area online. So yeah. both okay. will continue. Okay. And Tommy, can I ask what's next for you in terms of... You've done the program now and, and do you see yourself carrying on with the skills that you've learned oh, from the program? Most definitely. When, I, when we were doing the course and at the end of it, they asked us to write down your, your vision for the future. Now, this, uh, this was in 2021. So I wrote down my things and my points were don't look back. Kind to myself. Think positive. Don't blame myself on all things that go wrong. Realize that you can't fix everything. Realize that I may not be able to do all the jobs I used to do, but some I can, but a bit slower rate. Take time to relax. Enjoy life. A very important one. This is be true to myself. Have my goals and try to achieve them. Aim for future goals. And I had this written in, when the pandemic is over, get involved in all activities I was involved in, which was bowling, walking, football, and meet up with friends, keep saying my prayers. And I have to say, I've stuck to this and that's where I am at the moment. So I keep going forward and thinking positive. And I just want to say again, thanks to the Living Well program, because without it, I really believe I'd be in a bad place. So thank you. Liz, you wanted to come in there? Actually, I just want to add to that too, because uh, I attended a Living Well program myself and I went back to yoga and joined a local Pilates class and which brought me back into the community, which I had kind of removed myself from because my children were no longer going to school there. I developed, I worked on my distraction technique, so my sleep improved. And I also made some small changes with my eating habits, so... The benefits continue for me also. I think that's a lovely way to end this podcast. I'd just like to thank again my guests, Tommy, a former participant of the program, Liz Cox, a Living Well leader, and Mary Going, our own HSE self-management support coordinator for long-term health conditions. This has been HSE Talking Health and Wellbeing. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.